This is the muster remembering Western Wednesday night country with Tidy and Nathan. Thanks to Regional Ford from 7 o'clock right here in Hokanui. Three hours of glorious country music. Um, one institution of a radio show. Uh, our next guest will be a fan of that. Nigel Woodhead, farming in South Otago between Balclutha and Milton. Good afternoon. Yeah, afternoon Andy. Yeah, love, love a bit of country music. Wednesday night country is bloody good. I was talking about it with Don Moore before. Were you in the era when you sat there and just started putting cassette tapes by the radio, trying to tape songs? Did you ever get into that, or were you a bit like, <laughs> nah, whatever plays, plays? Yeah, a wee bit. I probably caught the end of it. I was, yeah, well, what am I, 34? I was born in 88, so I probably, you know, that mid-90s, I just sort of, I was probably um, just getting to the stage where you could do that when it was, was ending in the late no, late 90s, and then all of a sudden CDs turned up, and yeah. Way, way we went, everyone had to have a CD player and a Walkman, you know, one of those CD Walkmans in their in their back pocket and away you went. So, yeah, a lot's changed in 15, 20 years, eh? So what you're saying is you're a mere pup? Oh, yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. closer to, I'm closer to 50 to 40. I'll give you the oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of people out there telling you you're still a pup, but I, you still, I don't feel as young as I used to. You don't bounce back from things like you used to when you were 20. Ain't that the truth. Hey, how's things looking anyway on the ranch? Uh, pretty good at the moment, actually. Yeah, like, man, the feed's taken off in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, we've had the odd wee rain and, yes, yeah, heat. Jeep, it's creepy. Yesterday was hot. Yeah. Oh, I battled in that heat, but um, that said, you know, the stock and the pastures love it. You know, plenty of soil moisture and plenty of feed and stock are, stock are looking good. So, yeah, no, we're um, we're ticking away. Just oh, drenching the first mob of lambs at the moment, actually. I handed handed the old drench back over to Dad to keep chipping away when you when you rang. Um, and we'll get yeah, just some off some freezy ewes, and we'll get the ewes crushed up um, later this afternoon. And yeah, we'll see if we can we'll either kill them start of December or we might even try and sell them store in the next wee while yet we'll see what happens. Because you mouth use pre uh, lambing, don't you? Yes, so we, we mouth everything over the conveyor when, when they're getting their pre lamb treatment and then anything that's old or we don't like the look of or it's had too many singles or has buggered teeth, um, we mark it and lamb them separately just around the yard here and we, that way we can keep a good eye on them because usually it's your young sheep and your old sheep where your issues are, I find. And then, yeah, we'll, we usually share them about now. So I think shares are booked in for next week. And then we'll, we'll kill them, get rid of them first week of December. We've got a standing order with silver ferns. And, yeah, we, um, we seem to get reasonably well looked after there. And, it, yeah, it's really important. It's probably the most important draft of the year for us is just yeah. um, lighten the load a bit then because, you know, you've got all your winter feed ground out by then and sometimes it's starting to dry out a wee bit. And yeah, you know, you're just you know, getting rid of some mouths then in the lead into weaning is really important for us. So um, yeah, it's, it seems seems to work all right. It's a bit, bit of extra work, but it's, it's all worth it in the long run. It's just that time of year, especially on a sheep beef farm. You can see you play it out until Christmas, and it's organised chaos. But there's always something happening. There's always something going on. Yeah, yeah. So like I say, we'll we'll get the first we mow the lambs drenched and the ewes crutch this afternoon. Hopefully, and then yeah, the rest of the week will be taken up with drenching lambs and just shuffling ewes and lambs here and there. And um, I've got two more paddocks to spray out, and the contractor's coming on Saturday, hopefully, um, to spray all, uh, to, to plant all my winter feed, direct all my winter feed. So I've just got two more paddocks to spray that are just getting chewed at the moment with mob ewes and lambs. Um, and then there's a bit of fertiliser going on top of them. And then hopefully Saturday I can just load them up with fertiliser and seed and 
see him on Saturday night, and hopefully all the Swedes and Pottery will be in the ground. Um, and, yeah, after that, well, hopefully, if we can get all the lambs drenched by the end of this week, um, then, yeah, get the winter feet in in the weekend, then we'll be sitting sitting pretty tidy, actually, I think. So, yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, I'll just remember about that, actually, I've got one little mob of late lambs to tail still, so we have to squeeze that in there somewhere, too. It gets niggly, though, when you've got, say, 20 or 30 lates to do. You just put them in the race, and you know you should have done them way earlier than what you do, but it's just a job that you seem to procrastinate on for one reason or another. And there's only about 30 animals, for Pete's sake. Yeah, I know. We, well, yeah, because well, we, we use ram crown, so we know exactly who our lates are. There was about 120 of them. Yeah. About three weeks ago, two weeks ago, Dad and I shitted them all out and got got those ewes out that were going to be like super duper late, the ones that hadn't lambed yet. And the intention was to go back the next day and tail the ones that had had lambs. And for some reason, it never happened. And it just hasn't happened since. So there's the sort of hundred odd that were a bit earlier. So they'll be nice big lambs. It will, yeah, I'll probably get a sweat on lifting them if it's hot. And then there'll be, yeah, sort of 20 or 25, just little little tackers that are out on their own. You know, they sort of ones you won't be able to drench until Christmas and won't be able to wean until the end of January. And, yeah, that little mob that just hang around and annoy you for months on end. But anyway, yeah. they, every lamb, every lamb's a prisoner, so we'll take it. <laughs> There's one way to look at this place. Hey, we'll just touch on this briefly as well, Nigel. Uh, speaking to Hugh Jackson from Young Farmers yesterday, Young Farmer comps are up and running again. Um, you, you yourself, uh, you got the ultimate crown. Um, it all starts from now, though, for everybody involved, really, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Now nah, the season rolls around again, districts. So it's good. It doesn't seem like that long ago we were coming home from from Whangarei after after Grand Final in Ju- uh, what was it July? Yeah, um, he brought, brought, brought COVID home with us as well, but you know we don't need to talk about that. Um, so yeah, another another season rolls around district. So it sounds like um, Southland was a couple of weeks ago, and then got a Targo and Clinton this weekend, which um, I might I might sneak down to just to say hello to the crew and see how things are getting on. So yeah, it's um, it's good to have another season rolling around, and hopefully those. You know, plenty of people stuck their name for to have a crack. Yeah. And, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in Otago and, and gets through to regionals because it's, um, you know, like yeah, the, the step up between districts and regionals is significant, but at the same time, you know, it, it's good. It's awesome, mate. Like, Young Farm of the Year's contest is just it's so good. You learn heaps, you meet heaps of epic people, and, you know, the, the, the contacts and, the, and just all the... Everything around it, you, know, you just there's no there's no negatives about being involved in that. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it just sums up young farmers, though. Like, I speak to them every Tuesday here on the program, more often than not, and um, the numbers that get into these clubs are nearly defunct, you know, getting 25 members along quite regularly. It's a hell of a good story. Yeah, it is. It is good. And, like, clubs sort of, clubs come and go a bit, you know, like, there'll be, there'll be sort of eight or ten years where a club's really strong and there's a good crew of people that sort of, follow that club right through and then you know due to one thing or another they either age out or move away and so you know for a while the, the old club can struggle and then it only takes a couple of people to, to give it a kick in the backside and away they go and a whole lot of people start going to club meetings again and yeah. then she's, she's into it again so you know like um, yeah it's good and you know like it's in this day and age there's so many options for people to do you know like you don't you don't have to go to the pub to meet people and have a yarn or you don't have to go to club meetings to, to see people but at the same time it's really important that social interaction you know because it's really easy just especially when you're flat out on the farm just to sit at home and 
and and just hang out in your own company if you know what I mean. So yeah. having having that young farmers club, having that social network around you, um, just even if it's as simple as having somebody yarn to and right up to, you know, there's always there's always plenty of parties and plenty of antics going on when you're involved in young farmers, which is which is good times and they're usually what you remember. So yeah, it's definitely an awesome thing to be involved in and it's yeah really good to see clubs doing really well and it's awesome to see some good. Um, some good numbers getting along to district competitions because you know, it all starts there and you know, more often than not once you've had one wee crack at one wee taste of district competition you, you'll go back and have another one because yeah. you know, you're just hooked Hey we'll leave it there mate we know you're a young whippersnapper so we better get you to get the old man tell him to go and have a coffee you can take the drench gun over eh? Yeah yeah I'll be back on the drench gun don't worry <laughs> about that Good on you Nigel like, thanks for your time as always eh? Good man cheers Andy Nigel Woodhead there, farming in South Otago between Belclutha and Milton. Um, up next, Andrew Tripp from Niftdale Genetics, um, upcoming Ramsell.